How are you doing today, Edwin? I'm doing wonderful. Good. Good to have you here on Cacoty. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. And um, I know we have a lot to talk about. And uh, I remember, you know, when we connected, we were having a little bit of issues, uh, you know, getting this live on point, but we did it. And I, I'm, I'm so happy that you could join me here today. I like to always start off my show, getting to know a little bit about my guests and getting to know them from their point of view, how you like to be known, how you probably like to be remembered. Who is Edwin? Oh, that's, you know, that's a very interesting question. And uh, I'm glad you've asked that because now I get to think about, well, who am I? Um, and so, so I am a full-blooded American. And so I'm, I'm honored to be the first, uh, the first one on your show. But, uh, but also like, who am I? I am someone that uh, I grew up in a small uh, rural area on a farm and really got to know a lot about how um, how thing, things work, you know, in our uh, on our planet. And one of the things that I learned really early on is the 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 power and the the fulfillment that comes from giving back and volunteering. And mm -hmm. that's been something ever since I was really young that I've been involved in. So if I was to answer the question, which I'm trying to do now, uh, who is Edwin? I would say Edwin is someone who just really cares and likes to volunteer and help uh, the, the rest of mankind and the rest of the planet in multiple ways. Why is that so important to you? Right. So I, I really think that's something that was instilled to me. I think our, our parents um, and other adults that, that raise us who may not be parents, um, you know, really have the ability to instill in us different values. And I think one of the strong values that was instilled in me was the ability, like we all have many talents. And once we figure out what our talents are, we should share those with the world to make the world a better place. And so it really is down to the, uh, to, to my core. Am I a, am I a great artist? No. Am I a great singer? No. But do I have certain talents that I can share to help make the planet a better place? Certainly. And, and that's what uh, I try to do. Why is it so important for you to feel the need to make the planet a better place? Because I, I think, really, I'm only here for a short amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully at least 80 years, right? But, you know, maybe even longer. But, um, but I think it's, it's important to me to really make a difference uh, while I'm here because I really think I can leave the world a little bit better once I'm gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you mentioned that you were your stone blood, bow, bow blood, red American. <laughs> what else were you born and raised? Tell us, you mentioned a farm, but mention, tell us a little bit about mm -hmm. when you were born and raised. Right. So, so I was born in a small community in the state of Missouri. And so if, uh, if your viewers aren't, too familiar with the United States. If you look at a map and look at the direct center, uh, chances are that's the state of Missouri or Missouri, as sometimes we call it. Um, and and I was in a very rural community um, with a, a farm where we raised everything, you name it, uh, chickens, cattle, sheep, um, rabbits, horses. You know, if you think about um, something very stereotypical and what old McDonald would have had 
it would have been this kind of farm. <laughs> so you live in an old McDonald's at a farm. Yes, exactly. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> oh, I, I was hoping you were not going to add that. <laughs> I guess I left it wide open, right? <laughs> okay, now you a little bit. When I got to learn a little bit about you, I learned that you were a Peace Corps worker. Now, for us in the Caribbean, we're very familiar with Peace Corps workers because they've come from time to time. Some have stayed over a certain period of time, um, a year, a month, um, different, different times they, they come and go. And I remember growing up as a kid, we were always told that those Peace Corps workers are, Amer are American spies. <laughs> <laughs> but we always met some of the nicest people. You are a, well, were a Peace Corps worker. Why did you decide to become a Peace Corps? Right. And so I actually wanted to become a Peace Corps ever since I was around eight years old. So I was in my elementary school classroom and one of my teachers, her daughter returned from being a Peace Corps uh, volunteer and was telling us all about how she was able to work in uh, this community and, and work with the school and work with the people and, and do all these really great projects to try to um, just, just make the world a better place. And even at eight years old, I, as, as I mentioned earlier, I had some values that were already instilled in me mm -hmm. about wanting to, to make the world a better place and really help out wherever I could and serve where I could. And, it was really at that moment that I decided I'm going to be a Peace Corps volunteer when I grow up. And it did take a while. So that was, I was eight years old and it was um, 26 when I, when I did become a Peace Corps volunteer, I was 26. Um, but, uh, but I went ahead and, and did what I'd set out to do. And that was to be a Peace Corps volunteer. Why, what was the, okay. Before I even ask that, why, uh, what was the process like in becoming a Peace Corps volunteer? Or just tell us what exactly it entails, because some people might not know, and some people might still have the conception that in their mind, that like, hey, they're spies. <laughs> tell us a little bit about what it means to be a Peace Corps volunteer, as well as why you decided to take it on at age 26. Mm -hmm. Right, and so Peace Corps volunteers are uh, people from the United States that commit um, to, and it's different lengths of time now, but a traditional length of time is two years. So to commit two years to then going abroad, there are three goals uh, for the Peace Corps. And one is to, to aid a country where you are serving, as well as exchange in a cultural exchange. And then the third goal to then bring um, just your experience with that country back to the United States so that Americans can learn more about the rest of the world. Okay. And, and so there are those three goals. It's a very competitive process. Really? Um, ex extremely competitive. And I don't have the, um, the, the numbers, but it's a very small percentage of people that apply that actually get accepted to go. And I was fortunate enough to, to be one of those. And, uh, and you because out of all, of the people that I guess that apply and we select this, why did they pick you? Right. So I think I think one of the things was uh, based on my background, and so for for Peace Corps volunteers, uh, typically you need to have a four year college degree, 
and then some experience as well that goes along with that. And so for, for me, when I joined the Peace Corps, I had my bachelor's degree as well as a master's degree in public administration. And my primary assignment was to work with local government. And so it was a, it was a good fit as far as my education and some of the experience, the work experience I'd had uh, before joining Peace Corps. Okay. So you, you decide to join and they ship you out to Dominica. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the planning and the process of getting ready to head to Dominica. What would some of the things go through your head? Right. So, um, so, so in Missouri, I was used to the cold weather, especially, you know, in this time of the year or, um, you know, during, during certain months. And, and I wasn't used to it being warm all year long. Uh, so one of the things was, well, even, even some of the basics, well, what am I going to be wearing? What do I really need to take with me? How much of, you know, whatever can I take with me? Um, you know, so thinking about all the, the physical needs and then thinking about my, you know, all the, all the other needs, like the, the need to stay in contact with family. And, and so, and this was before, you know, email was a thing, but things like uh, Facebook were not around yet. Um, you know, all the, all the technology that we have now in 2020, we mm-hmm. did not have in 2004. Mm-hmm. And so staying in touch was more difficult, but it was something to, so it was something I definitely had to plan for. How could I make sure that I stayed in contact with all my friends and family back here in the, in the United States? And so you get to Dominica and and what happened? So, so I got to Dominica and luckily I was given a wonderful assignment in Lubier. And correctly. (laughs) Yes. And so um, so wonderful, wonderful assignment there working with the village council. And, and that was my primary assignment. And it varied. No two days were alike. Uh, the number of things that go on in a village and the number of people that I got to meet um, on, the, on the projects. But then also getting to know so many other people and having other projects as well. So for instance, one day a week, I would travel to Point Michelle and at St. Luke's Primary School, teach a public speaking class in the afternoons. Uh, and then also on Saturdays, I would go to Roseau and then in the Botanical Gardens help coach Special Olympics. And so I definitely tried to keep myself very active with some things besides the, um, the, the tasks that the Village Council had me doing. Okay, so what exactly did they have you focus on while you were there? Mm-hmm. So, so at that uh, time, the community center, which is now up and wonderful and, and does so much, but it was just in the forming stage. And so figuring out, you know, what will go into this community center and what will, um, what will that look like? Um, helping to organize the sports day that goes on within the village and, and all of that. And this allowed me to learn things like netball. I had no idea what netball was. Um, you play netball? Uh, I, I attempted to play. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it really was, it really was a learning experience um, for me. And so definitely as much as I put into my project, I got at least as much in return just in the amount that I learned. What um, other things did you learn? 
Mm-hmm. So I, I even learned netball was a thing or um, I learned that that cricket, you know, I'd never even played cricket or, uh, you know, I, I think I'd watched it maybe once or twice. So so learning those sorts of things, but also just learning so much about um, the the culture, you know, being in Dominique on Independence Day or for the World uh, Creole Music Festival, uh, learning so much about um just the history and the culture of Dominica uh, really was, uh, you know, it just warmed my heart more and more every day to learn more about it. How long did you stay in Dominica? Uh, so I was there for one year. Mm-hmm. And, and then when I, when I left after my year was when myself and another uh, Peace Corps volunteer who had also served with me, we decided, you know what, we can, we can do more. So let's go back. And we're going to get to that. In just all right. We're going to get to why um, Edwin is making his way back to Dominica in just a few weeks. In just a few weeks, right? You'll be, be heading. So I leave this Friday. A few days. Yes. Even less. I remember <laughs> at the time we arranged, it was a few weeks. So right, yes. just a few days, he'll be making his way to Dominica. I just want to remind you guys, if you're just tuning in, to make sure you share the link, let everyone know um, what's going on here. Because I think, you know, a lot of people, especially if you're in Dominica, you'd want to get this information. You'd want to know about um, Edwin's work and what he's going to be doing. I'm just going to um, get engaged with some of the, the people who are coming on. I just want to say good afternoon to IROC. Stoneheart says, listen in. Um, Adara is is also here. She says hi. Um, we also have Josephine Frank saying hi. So we have a few folks saying hello. If you if you're just logging in, you could make sure send us a message. Let us know. We like the interaction. We'd like to know that you're locked in. We want to know um, that you're here with us and where you're locked in from. Okay, so we're here with Edwin, um, who is or, or who was a former uh, Peace Corps volunteer, and he's making his way back to Dominica. But Evan, before you decided that you were going to head back, you a few things change in your life. Tell us about some of the changes that happened. Right. And so, um, so I, I left the Peace Corps mm-hmm. and um, went back and I actually moved back to uh, New York. Um, and so even though I was born in Missouri and grew up in Missouri, uh, I moved to New York. And so that's where I was working at the time and then decided, okay, it's time to, to start working on something that can work um, with Dominique and some of the projects that I was working on there. Why did you feel so passionate about wanting to return? What about the country mm-hmm. made you felt led to have to continue? Because you could have just forgotten and said, you know what, I'm done with this. I've learned what I had to learn. I've moved on. I'm doing something else. Right. And... and and I think, you know, as I mentioned, when I was there in the Peace Corps and I felt like I gave so much, but I earned, I got so much more um, back out of that experience. I think part of that was also a sense of belonging. And Dominica really did become my second home in, in so many ways and really fell in love with, with it so much. So that's, that's really what drew me to want to return there. Okay, so you teamed up with someone else and you decided you're going to start off an organization. Tell us a little bit about the organization that you um, you started. Sure. So I mentioned how uh, one of my projects um, 
was coaching Special Olympics. And Special Olympics, if your viewers aren't aware of it, um, it's, um, it is a, a program where uh, children and youth with disabilities can participate in sports and sports-like activities. And so that was, that was a project that I had. And when I returned, I thought, you know, there's a way to also help um, serve these, these children and youth and access to education for various, you know, there's various other things that could be done. Why, why did you feel that there was a need? Like, what made you want or, or see a need for that? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that was just based on my experience with um, Special Olympics and getting to know them on the Saturdays when we would meet in the botanical gardens and uh, see kind of what experiences they had and what opportunities uh, they had difficulty achieving and, and what, you know, where could I fit in? Where could I help um, these, these children and youth get more opportunities and more access to education? Can you tell us about some of the things that they, the experiences that they, they told you about or, or you at least recognize some of the things that were going on as it relates to, 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 to those kids? Mm -hmm. Right. And so, so some of it is really, you know, it's, it's a difficulty in even getting to school sometimes, right? Whether there are physical challenges of getting to school or if there's also other, other challenges, financial challenges, um, you know, of getting to school or if there's actual challenges um, on the school side itself with having, you know, appropriate, um, uh, appropriate training or appropriate lessons um, appropriate support for children with disabilities. Okay. And so it was thinking about that and also really thinking, you know, Dominica has wonderful organizations that work with uh, persons with disabilities and children with disabilities. Um, and they've been doing this for a long time. So I think about the Dominica Association of Persons with Disabilities and mm -hmm. Lifeline Ministries and the Alpha Center and the Learning Achievement Center and, and Special Olympics. And so all these wonderful organizations that are already um, doing a, a lot of support and a lot of things. And how can, as, as someone from the U.S., how can, how can I help support them to support then the children and the youth with disabilities? Okay, tell us about, okay, now I want to know how, you planned this whole trip and what you did. I, I want the I want the tea. Uh, so you decided that you're gonna go back to Dominica and you. Where did you start? What was the first move? So so the first move was really to just reach out to friends with those organizations that I just mentioned. To really um, even you know bounce the idea as as we like to say here, bounce the idea off of them is this even a good idea for us to come back and, and bring volunteers and, and, um, and work with children with, with disabilities? Is that a good idea? And so getting an idea of that. And thankfully, all of, all of the wonderful organizations said, yes, it is. You know, we'd, we'd love to partner with uh, Ready, Willing, Enable, which is the name of our organization here. And, and, um, it would just be a really good opportunity to do that. Well, I'll, I'll let you know a little thing about the name of your organization. When I first saw the name, 
um, it, 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 it um, resonated with me because my dad, when my dad was alive, he had a, he'd always say, ready, able, and willing. Oh, I like that. Always. He, oh, that was like his thing. If anybody from my community knows my dad, they would always know. At one time, he had a, a print of it, like a slogan, you know, ready, able, and willing. So when I saw it, I was like, hey, you know, it's so close, you know. So so it really resonated with me. Um, and 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 kudos to you guys on coming together. So you 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 decided, hey, you reached out, you got the support um from the communities or from the organizations in Dominica that you felt would have an interest in what you're doing. What happened next? Did you have to round up people? How how what did it entail? Because it's definitely not a cheap that journey, just saying, right. okay, I'm going to pack my bags and I'm going to head to Dominica. What exactly did it entail? Right, right. So it really is getting a lot of support. And so getting support from people that are interested here. Mm -hmm. So for the trip for Friday, um, where, well, we're going to leave on Friday and, and make our way down there on Saturday. But um, for that, it was really recruiting interested people, people interested in volunteering, but then also making sure not everyone you know, everyone wants to come to the Caribbean, right? Like, you know, we know that it's a wonderful place to be, right? Who doesn't, you know, um, want to want to spend some time there? In the and, sun, especially when it's winter now. Right, exactly. And so, but also, you know, I, I want people that want to go there, but also realize we're going to go there and we're going to, we're going to serve in a certain capacity. And yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm going to put you to work. Um, but there's, you know, there's still going to be plenty of time to enjoy the sunshine and the water and the 365 rivers and, and everything. Right. But I, I really do need folks that have the heart and that realize that, you know, they're there to serve a purpose, um, during our time there. So how many people did you get, uh, or did you want to be on that trip with you? Mm -hmm. So it's a, so it's a group of 12, including me and, yeah. And that is that is very intentional because I want us all to be able to fit in the same bus, and so we're going to cram in there. Um, but uh, <laughs> definitely, that's that's how it's going to be. <laughs> so, so you did, of course, based on your time in spent in Dominica, you did your research. You know the bus system. You know how things things work. Um, how did you find your experience there has helped you plan this trip? Oh, I the. The, my, my time in Dominica and the Peace Corps and, and the time that I've spent in Dominica since the Peace Corps has definitely made it possible because now I know, um, you know, all the, all the, the little tips and tricks that probably uh, passengers on cruise ships may not know. So I know where to get the best bakes at. at you know? um, where do you get the best bakes? <laughs> oh, I'm not telling you. <laughs> Because I don't want everyone rushing there and eating them before I get along. <laughs> what other tips did you learn? So, so really, you know, I think a lot of a lot of it is, um, in, you know, in in the U.S., it's very common. People maybe they don't know where Dominica is, mm -hmm. or they want me to tell them all about Dominica, mm -hmm. right? And you're and, like, uh, not right, and and that's the first habit I try to get everyone to break. Um, is, is that we're not going to Dominica because I don't know where that is. Uh, so I love it. Um, 
<laughs> I think you've I think they've, you've been baptized, Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> And so, um, you know, that's, that's one of the, one of the first things, but really, you know, so many people that I want. Um, so, so most of my group are students from Texas A&M University, uh, San Antonio. And I, there's so many people that I want them to meet. And there's so much that I want them to experience in that short amount of time. And I think it's going to be just enough where they will uh, get a, a great, glimpse of Dominica and want to return time and time again. How did you get those students? So through a rigorous application process. So out of the, um, so, so out of the 12 people, nine of them will be students. Mm -hmm. um, and they competed in an application process. So 45 students committed um, and completed the application, multiple essays. Part of this was also an interview. Essays. And so, yes. And so, um, you know, we, we narrowed it down to nine. How did, what were the essays supposed to be about? I'm interested to know, like, what did, what did they have to write about? Right. So, so they did have to write about why they wanted to serve. And so really, as I mentioned, I want to make sure that our volunteers have a good heart and sort of figure out, okay, really why do you want to do this? Well, they could have a good heart, but their right their heart could also not be in the right place. Correct. So yeah. yeah. Yes, I think that's much um, that's that's more nicely put than I put it. But yes, <laughs> um, de definitely, we want their heart in the right place, and then also um, we want we want to make sure that um, they have a certain amount of flexibility um, when they come with us on this trip, because as as we no, you know, in Dominica, we can have the best plans about um, having a field day or having a picnic, and then it might rain, or, you know, uh, a road might close down on us, or who knows what might happen. Mm -hmm. And so also have to make sure that they have a certain amount of flexibility uh, to bring with them on an experience like this. I want to talk a little bit about your organization um, and what it entails. Um, so you have our RWE, I think. Yes. Um, ready, willing, and able. Um, it's it's very easy to say and able, and right. <laughs> able. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about what your organization is about. Yes, and so uh, ready, willing, and able it also has three goals, similar to how Peace Corps has three goals. These three goals are to um, provide access to education for persons with disabilities, um, to provide. Um, education to family members, because sometimes family members don't really understand the disability that their child may have. Mm -hmm. And the third one is um, to also demonstrate to the larger community about the skills and the talents that persons with disabilities have. Okay. And so those um, are the three goals. And working with the organizations that I mentioned earlier, we've had a summer camp in Dominica every summer since 2007. And so, so, so you've actually actively been returning to Dominica since, since you left the Peace Corps. Right, exactly. As soon as I left, I, I knew I had to go back. So you're practically Dominican. Wednesday say Dominice. <laughs> I completely Dominique. butchered that. You did. You completely did. What are the things you learned while you were while you <laughs> back and forth besides the little piece of Creole that you just 
you just try to butcher. <laughs> well, you know, um, let me see. What else? What else did I learn? I learned I can't dance nearly as well as a Dominican, um, and I learned that uh, that uh, I I eat practically anything, and I love Dominican cuisine. So I mentioned bakes earlier. I can't wait to get back, but also I want uh, I want the largest plate of pilau I can find, and um, and and that's gonna that's gonna be a lot of my my search over this coming trip is just looking for my next meal. Okay. Talk about the trip. How long are you guys going to be gone for? Mm -hmm. So, so we're going to arrive on, on Saturday mm -hmm. and this is the student's spring break. And so they do have the week off for spring break. And instead of spending it um, doing a million other things that they could be doing, uh, they've chosen to come with us um, and, and really volunteer. So we're going to be volunteering at the Alpha Center there in Goodwill. And we're going to really be doing a lot of different lessons throughout the week with the, with the students there. Um, and it's going to range from uh, lessons where we'll do, you know, some reading and some maths, but also, um, you know, a field day and recess time and, you know, sing-alongs and a lot of other things as well. Um, and so, so that's going to be, you know, the bulk of our volunteer experience. Mm -hmm. But then if, Continue, continue. And so, but of course, you know, we also need to make sure that we take in a lot of um, what Dominica has to offer as the nature aisle. So we spend some time at the at the beach and at Emerald Pool and and Scottshead and and places in between. You trying to make me jealous? <laughs> you come with us. You you're trying? <laughs> so you're gonna be gone for about a week. Yeah. How much work or, or, or how much did this entire trip cost? Mm -hmm. Right. And so, so really the, you know, the cost is always wrapped up into the airfare, right? Like mm -hmm. it's just hard to, to get a break on the airfare. And so, but thankfully, you know, students have made a commitment for themselves um, to pay for a portion of the trip and the university, Texas A&M um, has as well. Um, you know, dedicated some funds to this as well. So for, for the university, what is it? What is it? It's a takeaway for them. Why have they decided to um, invest in, in, in a trip of that nature? Right. And so one of the one of the goals of, of our university, Texas A&M, San Antonio, but really any university, it should be to build um, and have your graduates be actively engaged citizens that really care about the world around them. So it's more than just getting an education and being able to, to do a job, but it's also knowing how you can be a, a caring, active citizen in, in society. And why engage in, in something like this? It's also just realizing that we're all part of a global society. And so, yes, could we stay here in San Antonio and do a volunteer project? We definitely could. But could we also go somewhere such as Dominica to volunteer and raise awareness of another culture and and yeah. so yeah, go ahead yeah and, and so that's why um, that's why it's important for us to have this experience. Awesome. So it sounds it sounds really interesting. So you're bringing you're gonna have um, eleven people along yourself um, going on. Where are you guys gonna stay? Mm -hmm. So, so 
Hurricane Maria, um, you know, did did some damage to some previous places that we stayed. Um, so we're actually going to be staying at SeaWorld there in Castle Comfort. So um, really, you know, close to town and, and close to different things. And so we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to some beautiful sunsets from that area. And um, a good spot for sunsets. Yes. I'm quite familiar with, with, the, with the area, with the location that you're going to be staying. What are your expectations for this trip? So my expectations for the trip are, um, first, the, ex the expectations of my students are to really uh, learn a lot from this experience, learn a lot about culture, but also uh, the Dominican culture, learn about um, working with children with special needs, but also learning about themselves in a lot of ways. This is... For many of the, them, this may be stretching them kind of outside of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And so really learning about the character and really who they are as individuals. And so I think that's um, some great takeaways that would come from this week. For the Alpha Center, um, hopefully um, all the, the students there have a really good time with, with uh, our group being there and also learn from the lessons that, that we will be sharing with them. Would it be just students of the Alpha Center or is it open to the general public of Dominica? For example, if somebody is listening to this now and they may have a child with a disability or may, they may think that their child has a disability, can they just join? How, how exactly is this going to be facilitated? Right. So, so for this week, it will just be the children there at the Alpha Center. But if any of your, your listeners are there, your viewers are there in Dominica, and do have a child with a disability, be on the lookout for our summer camp. So the Ready, Willing, Enable Summer Program, uh, which, is, which is open to uh, children from across the island. And you're coming back for that. So we, you know, we will be back, but also so much of, um, you know, those wonderful organizations that we partner with in Dominica also just make that camp happen. So it's a great experience. Like I said, it's been going since 2007. So it's a, it's a good time for um, a lot of the, the children. Okay. At this time, I'd like, I'd like to open up uh, to those of you who've been viewing, those of you who've been listening. Um, so if you have any questions for Edwin, um, hopefully he can answer them. If you have any questions that relates to his trip or, or, even, or even him as an individual, uh, you can feel free to do so. I just want to, you know, just bring up some of the messages that some folks been sending. There's uh, Valda says he sounds so passionate um, with his with his project. Great work. Um, uh, Hermina says sounds like an awesome project. Uh, a few people have been saying hi um, and that they're listening. If you have any questions for, for yeah, I know. <laughs> any questions for him, that was a really really good time. To, to send in your questions and, and let him know uh, exactly. My, I'm, I'm more concerned about, you know, just how much it, it's going to cost you guys financially. I'm always thinking like the dollars and, and, and because yes, you know, some of the kids take out of their pockets to do this. It's a volunteer, volunteer, um, a volunteer thing. Just how much is this trip costing? Mm -hmm. Right. And so, so on the individual level, you know, you think about airfare and, and what that costs. So it's not cheap from Texas. And so think, you know, one of our, um, one of our many things is to figure out, okay, what's the, 
what's the quickest and, and cheapest way to get there? And so we're always looking for Dominica. If I can get there for a thousand dollars, that would be great. Um, but, uh, but typically it's a little bit more and especially this time of year, just because I think so many people want to go to the Caribbean, not to volunteer, um, necessarily, but to spend time on the beaches. Um, mm -hmm. and so airfare is the biggest cost and it's roughly, you know, we're looking at around 1500 us, um, Perfect. per person just to get there. Right. And so, so what, what is your track? Like what, what route are you going to be? Right. And so we're going to go from, from here where we're at in San Antonio, we're going to go up to Dallas, uh, which is also here in Texas and then go from Texas, uh, from Dallas to San Juan. And mm -hmm. then, um, and then we'll be, you know, on, um, on another plane into Dominica the next day. So you overnight in San Juan and then you, you head down. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. So of course that's a, another cost for you. Right, right, exactly. Well, thankfully, how it's how it's working this time is that uh, we'll be leaving on Friday evening, and we'll be spending the nighttime actually in the plane on the way from Dallas to San Juan. So, um, so we won't have a, a hotel. No way. No right, right. We'll just sleep on the plane. That's fantastic. Um, D Davis has a question. She says, "Have you experienced any setbacks?" Mm -hmm. Right. Um, gosh, I don't. I don't think we have that much time on your show to talk about all of them. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I think one of the things with with Ready, Willing, and Able uh, that we've been doing since two thousand seven is um, multiple setbacks. One one thing is in two thousand seven we had the financial crisis here in the United States, mm -hmm. and and so when we're starting a international nonprofit trying to ask people for money when the economy is really bad was, um, you know, just a really large challenge. And we had to kind of adjust our expectations based on that. Mm -hmm. And so, so, so that was one of the first ones right out of the gate and pretty significant as well to realize, Oh, we can't do exactly what we want to do right now. Um, and and so and the other you know other one that is very um, closely related and financial is also uh, regarding fundraising. And so when we talk about um, you know the the need to have educational opportunities for persons with disabilities, and we can explain that very well. And we talk about how it is a need, and here's our our project in Dominica and this is what we need. Well, many times we actually have to start by explaining, you know, where Dominica is. And so we're, we're several steps back um, in, in some situations than we would like to be mm -hmm. just because of who we're trying to get our, you know, some funds from it takes a while. Mm -hmm. so, so some of the setbacks are financial. Thankfully, you know, we have a lot of flexibility, we have a good attitude, we have a lot of passion, um, and we just keep at it. Now, now, um, uh, oh, let me get another question, because I have a question, but I'll ask, I'll get, um, Adara is saying, I want to know when he's going to send Lucia. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I would, I would love to come to St. Lucia. No, Adara, behave. <laughs> <laughs> And so would um, absolutely love to do that. In fact, it was a few years ago, back in 2012, 
um, when I spoke with the governor general in St. Lucia about the importance of uh, education for, for children with disabilities. We had a great conversation, ready, willing, and able. We haven't made it there quite yet with any programs, but, um, but it's still something that hopefully we'll be able to get to one day. Mm -hmm. We have a comment, um, one saying, um, it is sometimes difficult for, for persons to relate to other pe persons with disabilities. So it's really awesome to see this group placing their focus on them. Keep up the great work and thank you for the effort. So that's someone out of Dominica that is um, giving you two, two thumbs up. We are coming to the end of the show, but I think I want to know a little bit about you and how are you able to do all of this and have a life? What, <laughs> what is life like for Edwin? Right, right. So, you know, I, I actually do enjoy a lot of uh, a lot of different things. And so, and, and thankfully one of them is travel. So that works out really well mm -hmm. with, with this project, but I enjoy the outdoors, um, hiking and swimming and uh, cycling and um, uh, just, just doing a lot of different things as well as eating. I think I've mentioned that three or four times and it's true. So um, if any of, if any of your viewers see me next week in Dominica, I'm going to be wearing this blue shirt here. Let me show that. Um, so that says uh, Texas A&M, San Antonio. But um, also feed me. Um, feel free to, <laughs> you know, come up on the street and, and just give me some food. You're too uh, trusting, huh? You're just yeah, too yeah, I'll, I'll, Americans are very good people. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have no... And I'm sure they, there are uh, being, especially in the area that you're going to be um, focused um, a lot of people probably know you from your previous work and being in Dominica previously. Right. Yes. Yes. But um, I I still welcome food from strangers, and I still, you know, a, a stranger is just a friend I haven't made yet. Really, really. So Edwin's looking for food, eh? So Dominican Zippies. <laughs> <laughs> is it mango season yet? I think I think it's mango season. just mango. I think it will be mango season when you cut when you get. All right. We just around the the mango season time. Yeah. Yes, breadfruit season's done, so no breadfruit for you. Um, right. I'm sure you can, pelau is all your own, so you can eat pelau. Right. Right. So you can always eat um, eat, eat your bakes and your pelau and all that, all that other stuff. Um, we have Valerie just came on here. Valerie says, thanks, JL. Hi, <laughs> and safe tra travels. Valerie's actually the one who connected um, me with, with Edwin. Uh, Valerie was also a Peace Corps worker with you and she didn't just she didn't just fall in love with Dominica. <laughs> right. She fell in love with a Dominican. So so she's now married um to someone from my community um that's Vikas um and and they live up in, in the States now. So thanks again Valerie for for making that awesome connection. And Edwin I want to wish you all the best with this initiative. I think it's a great one. I um, it's good to see um people who because I've known a few, I've met a few Peace Corps workers in my time, you know, I'm living in Dominica as a child growing up. And, you know, they, they're there and then they're gone and you never see them. Like they fall off the planet completely. Um, but in your case, you've, you've maintained great relations with Dominicans and you continue to contribute to Dominicans. And here you are bringing an entire uh, group of university students down to Dominica for this great initiative. And I want to um, tell you kudos to you and you know all the best and if there are people looking you never know who's looking at the show right if you feel the need to probably 
assist in terms of sponsoring or, or any sort of assistance that you could give to Edwin. I will be placing his contact information um, in, 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 the, in the box so that you can uh, reach out to him. I think it's a, it's a fantastic um, thing that you're doing. A lot of times, children with disabilities are, are almost forgotten or not a lot of attention or focus is placed on them. They're treated just like as if they're regular people. Yeah, they're regular people, but they have a little bit more to do to fit in or to just be part of, of, of every day-to-day -day activities, you know, can be can be fairly difficult. So that's a great initiative and, and kudos to you guys. And I hope the students are ready for the heat that they're gonna be <laughs> getting <laughs> to Dominica, not just the heat, um, but just make sure that you know they 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 enjoy themselves and enjoy the food and enjoy the atmosphere and have a good time in the nature aisle. Yes, I'm sure we are really looking forward to it. And I really appreciate you having me on your show. Thank you very much for coming on, and thanks to those of you who contributed to um to the show. Um, Adara is saying all the best, Edwin. God bless you and your team. Um, so uh, you know. Those of you who contributed and, and, and asked questions, made your comments, I hope that you guys share the link and let folks know. And also to let you know that this all always continues. So your work always continues, if not next week when you guys are in Dominica, but in the summertime when you partner with different organizations um, in creating um, great spaces where persons with disability can enjoy, can have a good time, can also learn, um, ready, willing, and able. Like you, like you Call. Thanks again, Edwin, for being on here with us. And I wish you all the best and safe travels. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you to all those of you who tuned in to Capital I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the show. Thanks to Edwin and all of the folks who, um, who contributed again. Thank you so very much for taking time out of your Sunday to stay locked on to Capital We'll be back. Sometime next week, I think we'll be back soon with another faculty. I, I don't really know which, who's my next guest, but we got a next guest. You just have to follow me and we'll, you know, we'll let you know who's coming up next. Thanks guys for joining me until next time. See you.